0: especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, Look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab, Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, because they have come to spy out the land." that the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they came from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, they left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly, you may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax which she had laid out on the roof. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water at the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to Shehan and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear, and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is a God in heaven above and on the earth below. Now, then please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Here we end the reading.
1: Let's just pray as we come to reflect on God's word. God in the quiet, in the stillness, you are here and we pray that through words spoken your word written Jesus Christ your word that you would speak to us and change our lives this morning in Jesus name we pray amen it's a privilege to be here again thank you for inviting me and it's a joy to to worship together this morning Now, you may have noticed that the subject today is risky faith. Risky faith. And I was thinking as I was preparing that we all are on a spectrum, I think, in terms of risk. Are you a risk taker? Do you like risk or do you avoid risk? Yesterday, I was scuba diving, hence my slightly sunburnt nose, and I think I would describe myself, if you can sort of imagine a spectrum, that those that like risk might be at this end, and those that don't like it would be at that end, I would I would sort of say that I'm more towards this end, I'm, I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie, I love sort of physical, um, taking risks and things like scuba diving, and possibly driving too fast, but don't tell anybody, um, and all these sorts of things, and, and actually for me, risk is something that I quite warm to, but maybe you're one more, this sort of end where actually you would say that you're not so comfortable with risk I don't know if you've ever thought of it that way would you like to maybe raise your hand if you're a bit more like me a bit more of a risk taker someone who maybe quite likes some of that if you're a bit bit less sure if you're sort of a bit more nervous yeah okay (laughs) but many of us might be more in the middle and actually one of the things I think is it depends maybe what we're talking about because some of us, like myself, might be quite happy with, with elements of physical risk, but maybe not so much financial, or people, or job. Whereas other people might be more confident about financial risk, particularly if they know more than I do, which isn't hard. <laughs> um, but actually might, might be more sort of nervous on, on the physical side. So actually risk is one of those things that, d- that divides us. But we all have a threshold of risk. What is too much? what takes us out of our comfort zone. And this morning, as we look at this passage, I think it's really helpful for us to reflect on risky faith. What does it mean for our faith to be risky? And in some ways, I think it's maybe not the most helpful phrase because I would want to argue that possibly faith is always risky. We're called to follow Jesus. We're called to live a different way. We're called to step out of our comfort zones all the time, I think, in faith. And so risky faith is a way of living, a way of life. It's who we are as Christians, who we are as believers in the living God. How do we grow in this? How do we learn? How do we develop more of a faith that is comfortable outside of this comfort zone? Well, this passage shows us, I think, some real lessons that we might learn. First of all, it's about knowing our God. Knowing our God. It's a wonderful story, isn't it? These two spies sent to spy out the promised land. They're just about to go and take the promised land. And Joshua says, go and and spy out. Go and see what's happening. And these two spies enter Jericho and they go to the prostitute Rahab and, and stay there. And part of it is about their faith. Their faith. They're stepping out by going into the promised land, by taking the risk of being a spy, of being caught. They're obedient to Joshua. They're obedient, I think, to the, to the living God. They've journeyed through the wilderness, they've seen God do amazing things, and I believe these are possibly two people who had that character that Joshua was able to say, go and do this, and they went and did it because they knew their God, they knew they could trust God. So they stay with Rahab, and then people come and they challenge Rahab and say, you've got the spies staying, and she says, no I don't, no I don't, and she hides them. And then we have this extraordinary statement of Rahab. I know that the Lord has given this land to you. I know, I have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea. For the Lord your God is God and heaven above and on earth below. It's extraordinary that Rahab has encountered the living God. She's realized who God is through story, through hearing possibly through testimony of people that that might have still been around at that time, seeing that God is with the Israelites. She knows who God is. The Lord in heaven above and on earth below. Now, some of the commentators say that it's quite possible that this is putting words in Rahab's mouth, that actually this would have been written by somebody afterwards, and this is a sort of statement of faith to make us to make us think and part of me isn't too worried whether it was Rahab or not who said this because it's about this testimony of who God is the God who dried up the waters of the Red Sea the God who can move in miraculous ways the God who is with the Israelites Rahab has heard and has believed in this living God And so for us this morning, how much do we know of the living God? Who is God for us? I could preach a whole sermon on the image of God, but it makes such a difference to our lives, who we think God is. Have we heard stories that encourage and inspire us to get a bigger picture of God? Have we experienced God's work in our life? Can we see, maybe, how we have changed over time because of God's power? I'm going to need to put my Bible down for this. This, um, I think it's the second Mission Impossible film. I don't know if you've seen it, but it starts out with um, Tom Cruise climbing, rock climbing. And the camera focuses in, and you get this little image of Tom Cruise on this rock face. And you can see the sweat and you can see the muscles, and there he is in this this tiny little rock face. And then slowly the camera begins to pan out. And I'm sure you've seen films like this, if not this one. And slowly you realize that Tom Cruise is in the middle of the most amazing landscape. And you see the the horror of the rock that he's trying to climb. And you are like, oh my goodness me! Well, I think sometimes we get comfortable with this image of God. Sometimes we can settle for, if you like, God in my pocket. Slightly cheesy, but I've heard sometimes God Almighty. And actually sometimes what we need to do is to allow God and pray that God would expand our horizons so that we see a bigger image of who God is. Because as we step out, as we take risks, how big we think God is makes a difference. Because if God is this big, we might we might be willing to take a tiny step but if god is this big wow we can really go for it and we can trust god because he is god in heaven above and on earth below how big is our god do we know who our god is do we discuss and talk about matters of faith together how we've encountered god in the past what god is calling us to do now as we grow in this understanding of God and in this image of God, it will give us the courage to have risky faith. I think, secondly, this passage is really interesting because Rahab talks a lot about fear. I know that the Lord has given you this land, and a great fear of you has fallen on us, and all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. When we heard of it, our hearts sank and everybody's courage failed because of you. It's not only about knowing our God, it's about facing our fears. Facing our fears. It's a great concept that only those who are afraid can be truly brave. Do we know what we're afraid of? Rahab and her country were terrified of the Israelites. Because of the stories they'd seen and heard. They were terrified of these people that were going to come and take over their land, and rightly so, because God was with them. What are we afraid of? Our fears are a very important part of what drives us. And so, self knowledge and knowing what those are is really important and really helpful. Quite often, they might be things that we grew up with, things maybe from our past or our upbringing. Sometimes it's things that we've experienced, things that we've become afraid of because we've done something and and realized the consequences and that makes us more nervous for next time. Sometimes we can be afraid of people, afraid of what people might say or do. One of the common things we're afraid of is the future, because we don't know. We don't know what's around the corner. We don't know what tomorrow holds, this afternoon even. Sometimes we're afraid of financial risks, of our finances, of having enough, of making sure we're secure. Security and safety in our country is very high we're very privileged and yet so often these things can worry us and trouble us the fears that seek to press in at the beginning of the introduction to our confession Libby reminded us of that verse in in 1 John there is no fear in love because perfect love drives out fear God's love enables us to face our fears in this life we still will have troubles we still will have worries as humans we still struggle we will struggle with this but as we know God and as we discover God's love we can face our fears and have the courage to have a risky faith knowing our God facing our fears if we're going to live in a risky way we need to recognize the risks recognizing the risks in some ways i've already mentioned them because of the fears that we have taking risks with people i love the way that this story just says oh they went to stay with rahab that's a risk I'm sure it's possibly because, as two men going in and out of Rahab's house, nobody might have battered an eyelid. And yet, they took that risk with Rahab, a foreigner, a stranger. And, of course, Rahab taking the risk with the spies. If we read the rest of the story, she goes on to ask them to help her and her family, taking the risk that they might not have done anything. The story ends well because they do help her, but she's still taking that risk. And for us this morning, I wonder if we're called to take risks with people, maybe somebody that we've trusted before and has let us down. Can we trust God to try again, to give them another chance? Maybe taking a risk with being open and vulnerable to people, allowing other people to help us, This story also challenges me on taking a risk with our reputation. Taking a risk with our reputation. Not just the spies going to stay with a prostitute. I mean, what's that about, really? I'm not sure most of us would be comfortable to do that. But also Rahab, of course, taking this extraordinary risk. Risking her reputation by being different. by going against her own people. It's really hard for us sometimes to be willing to be different. I think the pressures on us in our society is quite often to conform. And yet, as Christians, we're called to be different, to take a risk with our reputation by living in a counter-cultural way. We're reminded of uh, very familiar words, I'm sure, of Romans 12. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is God's will, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Living in a way that is different and not conforming to the pattern of this world. As Christians, do we have the courage to take that risk, to step out, to do the right thing at work, to speak out when we need to speak out? to live in a different way. I'm always quite, one of the reasons I go scuba diving is because I know it's really good for me to hang out with people that aren't believers. And yet I often ask myself, particularly on the way home, am I different? Have I shown anything of God in the way that I speak, in the way that I act, in the way that I talk, things I say, the things I talk about? And for all of us, are we different? Are we able to take that risk to stand up? And sometimes that means that we will have to count the cost, but we won't be popular, but we might face some sort of criticism, some sort of hostility for our faith. This is part of what God calls us to. And then of course, we take a risk with our future Rahab didn't know what was going to happen. The spies didn't know what was going to happen. What's around the corner? Trusting in the living God is about putting our life in God's hands and saying, not my way, but yours. Trusting him for the future, for what's ahead, because he is the God who loves us and who holds us And who will not let us go and we can trust him no matter what in death in illness in worry and stress in fear God is there we can trust him with what next and every time we step out in faith we discover that actually what we think is a risk isn't Because God has gone ahead of us. When I was studying outdoor pursuits a long time ago, we used to reflect on what is real risk and apparent risk. And real risk is when your life is really in danger. And apparent risk is where it just feels like that. And in the life of faith, it feels risky. Sure does. But I want to encourage us all that that's an apparent risk because God is there. God has gone ahead of us and will hold us. I won't necessarily make all things perfect in the way that we want, because God is God and it's bigger than us. Knowing our God, facing our fears, recognizing the risks, and developing our spiritual sensitivity. Developing our spiritual sensitivity. How did the spies know to go to Rahab? We don't know that. But I wonder if it was something of discerning God's, God's call, God's presence, God's voice. If this was the New Testament, I'd want to talk about the Holy Spirit, how sensitive we are to what God is calling us to do and to say. The spies just happened to go to Rahab, somebody who had encountered and who had understood something of a living God and Rahab being sensitive enough to put her life on the line for these spies knowing what the right thing is to do and doing it developing this this spiritual intuition of knowing what God is is asking of us what God is calling us to do I don't know if I told this story before but I remember once I had um, a whole well not a whole but a, a whole selection of nice wine and I do like a drink and I do like a glass of wine and I'd kept some of these bottles for quite a few years and it was my sort of my cellar if you like I mean not not a big one and uh, there was one day when I was I was sort of just pondering and praying and thinking about my life and thinking oh maybe, do I drink too much you know is that a bit of a problem and, and I just sort of have this inner sort of sense of pour the wine away oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly exactly that was my response. Oh, no. I thought, that's just stupid. That's just ridiculous. How, how stupid am, is that? Anyway, for six months, or about six months, I wrestled with this little inner sort of niggle. And it was really, really hard. And eventually, I sort of thought, I think this might be God. <laughs> and one of the things with God, if you're sort of worried about, about discernment, is if, if it doesn't go away, quite often it's a sign that that's God. So finally, and I'll never forget, you know, one evening, opening these bottles of wine and pouring them down the sink. (laughs) The next day, I worked for a a yachting company and my boss wasn't a a believer at all. The next day, he comes into the office and he plonks on my desk a box, a big box, 12 bottles (laughs) of fantastic wine. And he was much richer than me, so it was much nicer than I could ever buy. And he said, oh, he said, oh, I, I realized I forgot your birthday, so here's a present. <laughs> and it's one of those things that actually, you know, it's a fantastic story, but how do we discern this niggle that God does for us, this, this sense of spiritual sensitivity, this spiritual antennae as to what God is saying and what God is calling us? As we respond, each time we respond, that voice can get louder and stronger. Don't reject it, don't turn it off develop this awareness of what God is calling us to. Knowing our God, facing our fears, recognizing the risks, developing our spiritual sensitivity and finally taking that step, stepping out in faith. Because risky faith takes risks. It goes for it. It does something. It doesn't sit on, on the on the backside. it doesn't sit on the pew on the chair in a comfortable church. It actually goes out and makes a difference. That's what risky faith is, that's what risky faith does, and that's what we're called to. You may have come across a book by John Altberg called, If You Want to, Get, if you Want to Walk on Water You've Got to Get Out the Boat. It's a great title for a book not a snappy title but just that concept of if we actually want to grow if we want to develop our faith we've got to do something we've got to exercise our spiritual muscles just as the spies did by going into a foreign country just as Rahab did by trusting her life to God by reaching out to these two men by making a difference by risking her reputation, just as Rahab did. We're called to live for God with everything that we have and everything that we are. And as we do that, we discover the risks are apparent because God is there and God will not let us go. Let's pause as we reflect on what God is saying to us. Is there one thing that struck you? Is there one thing you need to do? one risk you need to take one way you need to grow in knowing God and trusting God today Lord thank you that you do not let us go that you do not let us down thank you that when you call us to step out you are there and I pray for each one of us that we would have the courage and the strength Just as Joshua called the Israelites to be bold and be strong, I ask that you would fill us with the power of your Holy Spirit to enable us to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen.